every single experience you have contributes to your future and that doesn't matter if it's your relationships or the things that you consume like the videos you watch the tv shows you watch the experiences you have in your day-to-day -day life all of that contributes to where you're going and how you feel so the more good experiences and the more positive uplifting empowering experiences you can generate for your life is going to take you to where you want to go hi everybody and thank you so much for joining me again on another episode i'm so excited today to have maggie fleming on the podcast i don't quite know how I stumbled across her, but I enjoy her energy. I enjoy her vibe. And so I decided to invite her on the show. She is a life optimization coach and self-development optimist in Austin, Texas. She has truly lived many lives and is incredibly obsessed with helping others become their highest selves. She has reached financial freedom, affected many lives and own multiple businesses and even become a landlord at a young age. So she's passionate about teaching others how to create a fulfilling and successful life, and she has aspirations to impact millions of lives. So she is such an awesome human being. She has great things to say, and she is an advocate of going after your goals. Don't let things limit you, whether it's society on the outside or even yourself. You need to go for it. And I know that's kind of become a buzzword in the community, but she talks a little bit about how to actually achieve this and not just go for it. So anyway, so excited to have Maggie on the podcast. And of course, I know I say this every time and you guys probably already know what I'm going to say, but send me a review. I love it when you guys hop on my iTunes account or my Apple podcast and you write me up a review. It really helps me get this podcast out there. I don't do a ton of advertising on this podcast. I do it so that I can help other people. That is my main goal. And so when you leave me reviews and you share this with your friends and family, it is extremely beneficial to me because without those reviews and shares and downloads, my podcast is completely invisible to other people. So if you could pop on over, hit the pause button and subscribe and leave me a review if you've listened in the past, that would help me out so much and I would appreciate it tremendously. Anyway, let me get to the show with Maggie. Thank you so much for joining me and let's go. All right, Maggie, we are live. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. So I'm pretty excited to have you on here because you're a life coach. You got a lot of awesome things going on. And so I'm really looking forward to having you share some of your advice today on how people can optimize all sorts of things. So before we dive down too many rabbit holes, uh, I would have you introduce yourself and tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sounds great. So my name is Maggie Fleming. I'm a life optimization coach in Austin, Texas. And I'm all about optimizing my life and helping others do the same because I've realized the change that it can make whenever you develop a strong and unwavering mindset and really just make the most out of your time to get to where you want to be faster. I love it, right? Because we were talking off of Big Mike and I was like, 
you know, that's the number one um, excuse that we get from a lot of people as far as not achieving their goals, whether it's health, fitness, career. They're like, yeah, I don't have time to do that. <laughs> that's a big thing. And, you know, working hard and working often is important. But honestly, working smart is one of the most important things that people, especially busy people, can learn. I love it. Well, hopefully today you can help my listeners, our listeners, learn a little bit about optimizing their time and their life. Heck yeah, that's going to be, it's my favorite thing to talk about, so it's going to be great. All right, well, let's get rolling here. What is the number, the first place people should start when they're looking to optimize things in their life? So I think the first place people should start is by recognizing the power of compounding. And there's a really great book about this. It's called The Compound Effect. And if you aren't familiar with, the, with what the compound effect is, it basically just means taking small, consistent actions over time and starting as soon as you can is going to generate a huge payoff for you. So recognizing the value of that is going to put your mindset into a spot where you value your time and you're always making sure you get the best out of what it is you're doing and who you're around. That's awesome. So how do you recommend someone starts with this? I, it, it seems complex, right? Because <laughs> some people are like, oh, like I get it all the time. They're like, how do you fit all this in? Like, what do you do? So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So where I started and where I recommend most people to start is self-development because in my opinion, anything you ever want to do in life is going to boil down to your mindset and your personal views. So if you can really dial down on your mindset and build a strong, complex, unwavering mindset, then that's going to take you anywhere you want to be. I mean, your personal relationships is going to boil down to your mindset and the amount of money that you're able to generate for yourself is going to boil down to your mindset your fulfillment in life. It all starts with mindset. So really building a strong and pretty much just pretty much just recognizing the value of self-development is going to be the first first step. Right. And for some people that can be a little bit overwhelming, I think, because like you said, there you've got so many factors. You've got time, you've got money. Everybody thinks that it requires all of this. Like how do you recommend people decide on what they want to achieve um, and how they can cut out the kind of noise that's in the background? Yeah, I love that you said that noise that's in the background. That's so accurate, especially with all the distractions we have in today's society, right? Well, if you don't feel like you have a lot of time right now and you're kind of overwhelmed with the complexities of life, I would recommend just taking 10 20 minutes a day and diving in on self-development, whether that be a Tony Robbins book or whether that be a YouTube video that talks about self-compassion or self-awareness, just taking about 20 minutes of consistent action every single day, working towards getting in alignment with who you genuinely are is going to bring you so much clarity. And I love that you said that because the thing, some people will have a goal, but then they will act 
differently than their stated goals or they'll pursue mm -hmm. things differently than their stated goals. And I think that's because I don't know that the goal that they have is they have even made it clear to themselves. Um, I think they put something out there in the world that they want to achieve or they want to do, but they're, they're, that may not actually be something that they want to do as far as their heart says. Maybe it's something that their brain is telling them. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And that's so true. There's so many people nowadays who have big goals for themselves and that's great. That's amazing. I mean, your standards are what's going to take you far in life, but at the end of the day, you're so right. It's your heart that needs to lead you and not societal standards or stigmas or what you think you should be doing. Because if you have these big goals and there's a voice in the back of your head saying, Hey dude, the outcome is not going to make you happy, then you're not going to develop the steps and the tools it takes to get to that. So there's always an underlying reason of why you want to do something, right? And if you want something that's superficial or something that's going to bring you external validation because society says, this is cool, then <laughs> you may not have the drive to get up and pursue that every day. Whereas if you got in touch with your heart and you figured out like, what do I genuinely love? What am I put on this planet to fucking do? Then you're going to have this undeniable just urge to want to do that thing. That's awesome. And I'm so happy that you said that. Like, what do you want to do? What? And then you talked about social media or in a sense, what does the society think that it should be? I think that's a really great thing to put out there. And my listeners, I'm sorry if I'm kicking the dead horse here because I bring it up all the time, but we're so busy trying to be what society thinks that we should be, or our parents think that we should be, or our best friend thinks that we should be, that we kind of forget to find ourselves. And so that's been kind of something that I've learned over the last five years is I have to stop trying to do things to please others and try to do what, what society thinks is right and start pursuing my dreams and my goals and all of the rest of them can have their opinions because I'm going to continue to move forward and achieve the goals that I want to achieve. Yeah. And that's so brave and it's such a common concept and it seems kind of it seems kind of overplayed because everybody's like, follow your passion, make your dreams happen, do what you want to do. And, you know, I've been in that spot and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this where you're just like, yeah, everybody's telling me to do my passion and fulfill my purpose and fuck everything else. Right. But like, what is that? You know? And it's so hard because we have all of these external factors playing in, like you said, our parents, society what we ought to do and nobody teaches us how to find what we like there's no fucking class that says this is how you get to your passion so learning that and overcoming that is a huge step well and with everybody right we're so afraid of being judged these days judgment is yeah. but judgment is going to happen no matter what circumstance you're in and if you keep placing all of your actions on the judgments of others, then you're not ever going to get anywhere. You're just going to be spinning your wheels running on that perpetual treadmill because in the end, you have to be able to just take a step back and look at you. And it's funny you said that because every everything says, oh, follow your dreams, do this, do that. But do people actually do that? They don't. They 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 tend to do what what their friend says or what 
their social media says they should look like or their mom. I mean, I, I here's just a silly example in my life. I had this humongous, fancy, crazy wedding 10 years ago when I married my husband in a big fancy church and did all the church things when that wasn't really what I wanted, but I did it for my family, right? They, they kind of pushed that on me and I wanted to make everybody happy. So I did it. And I think that we can all relate. We do that constantly in our life. We're constantly doing things to please our boss, everybody. And so there has to be a balance that happens. I'm not saying don't please others. I'm saying that we do need to find a balance with that. Yeah, that's a beautiful analogy. Perpetual treadmill. We are so totally spinning our wheels and it doesn't move us forward. And that's actually a great point talking about fear of judgment. And I think all of us struggle with this definitely in some way or another. And like you said, letting go of that is going to be the thing that catapults you into a new life and the life that you want. Because a lot of us have this inner urge to please. We're people pleasers. We don't want to let people down and we don't want to be judged. And at the end of the day, if you think about your life and you think, okay, what is Maggie's ideal life? And I sit here and I'm worrying about what everybody else thinks my ideal life should be, then I'm just totally thrown out of whack with, you know, what do I really want? And if we can sit here and we can figure out, like, I'm going to let go of all external factors and I'm going to let go of all other opinions but my own, it really just creates this undeniable sense of self that allows you to break through barriers and allows you to finally be free of all of this pressure that's weighing on our backs to do something we don't want to do. That I, I really, really appreciate what you just said right there. Letting go of everything external and then that's when you can find things, right? Because how many, how often do you factor in all of these other things that actually have nothing to do with the subject, but we're doing it because we're trying to please others. (laughs) That's so true. And it's a really, really hard thing to overcome, but it's a really good first step. And, you know, I have a very radical view on money. And I know this isn't a money podcast, but this plays a big part into everything that we're talking about and the steps that people should take and kind of how to get on this path of fulfillment and out of this path of spinning our wheels, that perpetual treadmill that you were talking about. And I wanted to bring up my view of money because everybody says, and you hear this all the time, save your money, save all your pennies, just hold on to it really tight and don't let it go, right? Like how often do we hear that in society? So I have a very radical view in that one, money is individualized and it's based on your personality and your situation, right? So me, Being a 21-year-old and not having any kids, being single, not having any dependencies, and my personality type being extremely, uh, I guess we can just say extreme. I have an extreme personality type, (laughs) along with being very brave and courageous and bold. This allows me to make extreme financial moves. So that is going to be really different from, per se, a single mom who maybe has low income right now. But if you individualize your strategy with your finances and per se 
have an emergency fund for sure. Hold on to your pennies and don't blow your money on stupid stuff and have that emergency fund to where you know you're not going to be fucked at the end of the day. But taking a very large chunk of your income and putting it into things that are going to generate a return on investment for yourself. So things like financial assets, real estate, stock market, things of that nature. And then also your personal growth. Your personal growth is going to be the biggest catalyst and return on investment you will ever find. Because like we were talking about earlier, everything circles around and comes right back to your own mindset. So now you throw that in with the compound effect, the sooner you start, the bigger steps you're going to be taking and the smarter you work towards these goals and your own personal growth is when everything comes together and when every, all the dots start to connect and just having all of this financial abundance put towards your finance or your uh, personal growth is going to be extreme and it's going to be something that you will never regret to be honest if it's a smart decision and i'm glad that you said that because a lot of people especially when it comes to coaching um, i'm a certified nutritionist and personal trainer you're a life coach i'm sure you get this feedback a lot from people they're like well coaching is expensive or i can't afford a coach right now but in a way you can't afford not to when sometimes you're trying to grow and sometimes that you could grow that plant all you want, but it needs a little bit of fertilizer. <laughs> and <laughs> that coach can be that catalyst for you. It can be the person that maybe has made some mistakes and can help push you in a different direction. Um, and I don't think you need to be a particular expert in order to be a good coach, right? And I think you have also talked about this as well. Um, people learn things amazing things in their lives on their journeys. And sometimes it could help so many other people. I mean, I wish I could go back and coach my 20 year old self and tell her <laughs> all these places where she's totally screwing stuff up, but I can't, <laughs> but that's why I need a coach to help me with things and to push you beyond. I mean, I know I, myself as a bodybuilder, I'm working with a personal trainer right now. He is also a bodybuilder. And it's not that I can't train myself. I have the education, but I can't push myself to the level that he can push me. I can't, I just can't do it physically. So sometimes it takes that little voice or that extra helping hand to help you get that extra mile. And that's very important as far as personal growth goes. Yeah, that's very true. I have personally had multiple life coaches myself and I've invested, I would say probably 75% of all of the money I've ever learned in my entire life towards my personal growth. And I would not be sitting here if I had not done that. Right. You're getting a huge return on your investment at a young age too. It looks like. Exactly. Yeah. I've really just recognized the power of personal growth and personal development and coaches are your compound effect they are what's going to take you to that next level. And if it's not coaches, then it can be books. It can be podcasts. It can be events. It can be just meditating and learning to reflect and become in alignment with your true core being. I love it. I know I can't say that enough. So um, you, ha you talk a lot about personal development. What are some other steps people can 
can bring into their life and incorporate into their routines? Yeah, that's such a good question. A lot of people are aware of this self-development thing already, right? Like they know all of this. And I think the next level to this is really just bringing in this optimization factor, the optimizing your life. I really enjoy talking about buying back your time because it goes back to the concept of working smarter instead of harder, right? Like getting a house cleaner so you don't have to clean your house as much, um, getting meal prep delivery services so you don't have to go to the store and then come back and meal prep for yourself and then do all of the dishes. These are things that can be hired out for less than half of what you make per hour or maybe even a very small percentage of what you make per hour. So the time that you would be doing these mundane tasks, you can now be focusing your efforts into something that's going to, again, compound. So that's one of the best things that I think would help people who are already in this phase of like, okay, I'm developing, I'm doing things, I'm making income. So what's the next thing? Right. And there is a time and a place for DIY things, right? Some of us have (laughs) certain qualities where we shine and some of us have certain qualities where we don't, and we have to know where to draw that line. And some people for that, some people that line is pretty faded. And so um, I can tell you from a homeowner's experience that when I first, we bought a shack, uh, basically a farm. We have a little, bought a little farmhouse. It was, I used to joke that it was like the community meth lab before we bought it or something. It looked absolutely <laughs> terrible, right? <laughs> and so we put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears over the last nine years into this place. But in this process, I have learned what I can and can't do, right? And we've tried to save money by doing certain home improvements that we didn't belong doing. And they took more time more effort and more money than they would have if we would have just hired it out and and had somebody come in and do them. So I've kind of learned what I where my qualities are and where they lie and where I should not go. So that's a, a great, <laughs> great perspective on that. <laughs> that's a great lesson to learn. I think we all need to do that and then regret it and learn from it at least once, right? Right. And, you know, now I look at, I, I step out the door and I look at my house or I walk in, it's always a constant project still, but I, I am happy with the places it has gone. And I have people pulling my driveway actually. And they're like, we just want to say, it's amazing what you've done with this place compared to what it used to be. And so when I think I'm not making progress, people on the outside are coming in and they're saying, yes, you are. Cause sometimes we can be our own worst critic in, in things, especially. And that's another place where maybe it's a good time to find a coach. I know that can be one example. Another example can be like when I'm prepping for a bodybuilding show and I am extremely lean and shredded yet I see pictures of myself and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're so fat. Look at all that fat right there. (laughs) And that's a prime, another prime example of sometimes you need somebody that can look at things objectively. That's so true. I love that. And when you were talking about your house and people saying like, hey, you've made so much progress on this. And then you get that reminder like, oh, actually, right. You know, that same exact thing happens with self-development, I've noticed. And it's insane. This has happened to me, and I'm sure it's happened to you as well. And kind of the same analogy to where three years ago, you say that you're going to do something and you set a goal for yourself. And you are not the same person three years ago. So now coming to present tense, seeing somebody that you haven't seen in three years 
this person can now look at you objectively and say like, hey, look at all the changes you've made from then to now and look at all the things you did that you said you were going to do. And you look back and you're like, holy shit, why have I been so hard on myself? (laughs) Exactly. I was talking with a friend this morning and I feel like my business and my personal life has grown leaps and bounds. I've just had this um, incredible journey that has blossomed and morphed and into all these amazing things. And I was telling her, she's like, how do you talk with these people? And like, how, how do you do this and that? And I was like, seriously, I'm just riding the wave. When I, when I learned to like let go of some things, cause I'm a super type A person and it's really dumb. Uh, I learned to, to let go of things and kind of let go of people's opinions as well and start to just ride the wave and go with things and just kind of learn about how, how to grow organically rather than constantly trying to force things all the time. And that's when the whole picture began to develop. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think a lot of that comes with self-awareness. I mean, I can tell you're very self-aware. And if you didn't have that character trait, then you wouldn't be able to see like all of these things that are happening for yourself and able to make that next move. And that's such a beautiful, strong thing that I think is important for everybody to develop. And that's not to say that we'll back up here a little bit. It's not to say that I'm like, oh yeah, everything in my life is perfect, right? I wake up every day and I'm like, oh yeah, this is the best fucking day on the planet. No, that's not how it goes, okay? (laughs) The way it goes is there are days sometimes when I, it takes just something little to kind of trigger that negative vibe and where you're, you're like, oh, I wish I was further. I'm working so hard on this and it's just not coming together. It's not coming to fruition the way I thought that it was going to. But just because that happens doesn't mean that all is lost or that things aren't going well. And so you kind of have to have a paradigm shift in your mindset to say, okay, well, there are going to be little struggles and little plateaus in places, but you just have to keep riding that wave. If you jump off the surfboard, you never have the opportunity to actually finish what you started. You're done. So don't let yourself mentally jump off the surfboard. You got to hang on to that baby. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's like what you focus on grows, right? So if you can take a step back and look at it at a bigger picture, like, yeah, my life's not perfect and this thing is fucked up right now, but big picture, I'm doing all right. You know, Tony Robbins has this quote, and I'm going to butcher the shit out of it, but it says something like, if you focus on what you're grateful for, instead of what you don't have, you will create fulfillment in your life. And I think that's so beautiful that somebody can have the same exact situation as you, and they can be focusing on what they're grateful for, and you can be focusing on what you're not. And this person will leave and lead such a happier life. I love it. I love it. I had uh, Tim Desmond on my podcast and he has a lot great to say about mindset as well. And he kind of talks about that. He focusing on the good of the situation, like for example, one of his great examples is, is focusing on like saying, Hey, how happy am I right now that I don't have a toothache, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And I love that because when you have a toothache, that's all you can think about is getting rid of that toothache or 
whatever pain you may be in stomach ache, headache, whatever. You're like, I would do anything to get rid of this. So how about when you don't have that, be thankful for that. That's a great place to start. <laughs> That's a beautiful example. We've all been there. <laughs> exactly. So what are some other things people can do to pursue these goals that they are looking to achieve? So this is a loaded question, but nonetheless, one that I absolutely love answering. <laughs> so something that I like to focus on and something that I tell people is every single experience you have contributes to your future. And that doesn't matter if it's your relationships or the things that you consume, like the videos you watch, the TV shows you watch, the experiences you have in your day-to-day -day life, all of that contributes to where you're going and how you feel. So the more good experiences and the more positive, uplifting, empowering experiences you can generate for your life is going to take you to where you want to go. So if you're sitting, don't get me wrong, reality TV is okay every now and then. I mean, I love The Bachelorette, okay? But if you allow more of reality TV and toxic conversations and possibly negative people into your life, then these experiences are going to, again, compound. And this is going to lead you down one path. Whereas if you bring empowering experiences into your life, like friends who uplift you and challenge you and content and courses and educational material that is uplifting and overall positive and maybe YouTube videos that teach you something instead of crappy shows and crappy movies, then your life is going to go in that direction, right? So first of all, setting up your life to where you can have that and you can push out more of those toxic relationships or maybe jobs that you fucking hate and those poor experiences and those poor quality experiences your life is going to become more fulfilled. And another spot I would start if I was just starting my self-development journey is taking a full audit of my life, sitting down and saying, what parts of my life do I not like? I don't like maybe my job. I don't like maybe the relationship with my boyfriend. And then taking that audit and going through every single thing I see and saying, all right, now how do I change it? because you compare where you want to go in life with where you are and it's up to you to change it. Nobody else is going to fucking do it for you. Absolutely. And I don't know if you've heard my story, but when I tell people about that, as far as my body transformation goes, cause I haven't always been this fit bodybuilder, right? <laughs> I started out at 180 pounds and I remember losing all of the weight, but I didn't exercise. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, so skinny. And I, but it was like a, ah, uh, it was like a bowl full of jello type of skinny. I don't know. It had no shape. And I remember looking in the mirror. It's just like this pivotal moment in my journey. I remember looking in the mirror and going, the only person that is going to change this is myself. I can't blame my kids for not having time. I can't blame my husband for taking, I can't blame my job. This is all on me. And if I actually want it, I'm going to figure it out. And I figured it out. Boom. <laughs> and, and, and it's, that's, that's 
a harsh reality some of us have a hard time finding because we're so busy making excuses for ourselves. Yeah, that's a huge, huge thing. And first of all, what a badass for changing your situation and dropping from 180 pounds and making that transition. That's so cool. Yeah, it was... It it was a big shocker for a lot of people, I think. And, you know, I can relate with people that struggle with weight loss. I get it. And I've been there. I've been that person that has made every excuse in the book as to why I can't do something. But I feel like when we tell ourselves this excuse and we make these things, these up, these little lies, I think we lie to ourselves and make these excuses because we're trying to justify that it's okay the way we're doing things when in all actuality, it's not getting us where we need to be. Yeah, I kind of see it as an escape or an excuse to procrastinate a little bit because it doesn't put the responsibility on you to change it anymore, right? So if there's no responsibility on you to change it and it's somebody else, then you can just sit back and relax and say, hey world, give me all the good shit. I'm going to sit here and wait for it. (laughs) And some people feel deserving like that. And I find those are the people that a lot of them struggle. I mean, some of the biggest CEOs and, and top money earners in the, in the nation are people that are getting out and hustling. It wasn't just handed to them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I remember the exact day where I recognized the value of taking responsibility and extreme ownership. That day, my life changed and I took a look at myself for the first time and said, bitch, you're not a victim. Why are you playing like this? Why are you acting like this? <laughs> and everything changed for me at that point because I started taking that audit and that look at my life. And I was like, why is it that everything that happens to me is somebody else's fault? Like this all just suddenly makes sense to me. And then from there, it's just, obviously I'm still not perfect. And it's a constant evolution for the rest of my entire life. But now taking responsibility for everything that happens to me, no matter if it's my fault or not, I'm able to change my life and I'm able to make those changes instead of expecting them to come to me and then regretting, regretting whatever happens because it doesn't. I love that. I love that. The victim mentality. We all know this person where everything is everybody else's fault. And they're like, they have this little black storm cloud over their head. That's raining (laughs) all the time. And once you have, seen the light, I guess is the best way that I can, can put it. And you start to realize that you are in control of your destiny, no matter what happens. That's when all of a sudden your mindset changes and you grow out of those friends that are the the victim and that are the black cloud. And when I say this, I mean it wholeheartedly. I talk about nutrition a lot and health a lot because that's what I am. However, nutrition and diet is not only what you're putting in your mouth, it's what you're putting around you. It's these people yes. that you have in your lives. And eventually, sometimes you grow out of them and that's okay. Yeah, that's so true. And that's such a beautiful part of self-development and getting to know yourself and making these changes is exactly what you said, is the people around you and the relationships, are they contributing or are they taking away from your life and recognizing that you deserve more and you deserve only the best energy is 
a huge thing to realize because it's like, okay, if you have toxic people around you, then take a look at yourself. What do you think you're going to be like? Probably pretty toxic. So if you make those changes and the people around you aren't making the changes at the same pace or trying to at least, then it's going to hold you back. It's going to be another pressure on your shoulders and it's not going to get you to where you want to go. Love it. So what else as far as self-development do you think is a really important factor that people start incorporating into their programs? So I think self-love is a really, really big one. And this is a buzzword and this can be misconstrued in a lot of ways. And I almost would rather say self-acceptance over self-love because when people think of self-love, they think of going out and buying myself some things because I love myself and taking a bath and doing face masks. And there's nothing wrong with these things, but true, genuine self-acceptance means taking off all of your clothes, looking in a mirror, seeing every part of your body, external and internal, and genuinely accepting yourself the way that you are and feeling that and knowing that that's true instead of just faking it. I love this that you said that because especially coming from where I have been, I've been every side of the spectrum, right? So I've been 180 pounds where I hated myself and I have been 108 pounds where I still hated myself. And I think it's important to realize, especially with women, weight loss is a big thing and not to bring this all to weight loss, but it's a really great example of things that we think are going to be, make us happy or enrich our lives that actually don't, they're not a factor, right? So um, just using me as an example, being that large and hating myself to being that tiny and still not being happy is a prime example that sometimes uh, we are mentally not putting ourselves in the right place. I know for me, it's been hard to gain weight after that, to allow myself to be more healthy. And I've noticed over the last year, I have completely changed my mindset because I've been able to see where my qualities lie. And if something isn't the way society portrays it should be, it's okay because I am, I'm, I am me and I don't need to worry about what other people think about that. So I got a big booty. Guess what? Now I'm using it to my advantage. <laughs> you know, like that's just one thing that I used to hate. I'm like, oh my gosh, my fat ass. I can't, I can't, I used to self-talk myself, look in the mirror every time and be like, oh my gosh, look at the dimples there. But guess what? That's me. It's not going to change. Even when I'm stage lean, I still have a big booty. And now people want my big booty because I got a big giant set of glutes and they can't build their own and they're jealous. So guess what? <laughs> you know, you have to look at your qualities. And, and for me, I may not be in love with it, but I have so many other genuine qualities that I don't need to be obsessing over my big backside. <laughs> Yeah, that is a really, really good example. I think everybody, men or women, struggle with this at some point. And for sake of transparency, I used to be obsessed with my weight and extremely self-conscious. I was in a dark, dark place because of body image and because of my relationship with food and all of these overwhelming factors from men and from 
um, social media and from stigmas and all of these, again, external factors and having to handle all of the pressures of life that are already undeniably hard with a body image issue is debilitating. So overcoming that is a huge, huge part of accepting yourself and weight is just so happens to be a perfect example. And I think it's like the thing that I've been thinking about most recently with this, because I still struggle with this. I am at a very good point and I've wrapped myself a lot farther than I used to be, but it's still on my mind from time to time. I'm not going to lie. And I think the, the thing that keeps me in a really good mindset and the thing I always have to remind myself of is any person that I bring into my field of consciousness if they're looking at my body and my external versus my internal and who I am at my core, then it's good that I don't attract those people. And it's good that I kind of shoo off those people who are going to look at my aesthetic instead of who I am. And that's such an important part of realization of body and image and why these things don't actually matter. Absolutely. A uh, funny little story. One of my, my closest friends that she's in the bodybuilding industry. The first time I ever met her, I was scared of her. I, I was like, oh my gosh, she looks like a high maintenance beach. But <laughs> I, I, that was the first thing that crossed my mind. And I never had taken that opportunity to get to know her. It was just something that I assumed. And I don't know how it came into play, but we ended up being <laughs> best buddies. And that's a prime example that you can't judge people by the way they look. Uh, mm -hmm. She's the most kind-hearted, genuine, amazing person I have ever met. And so the real person that's on the inside is such an incredible for everything. She's amazing, but <laughs> I made this judgment and like, why the what the hell gave me the, why, why did I judge her that way? Why? And I still look at that and I'm like, why should I be looking at people being like, oh yeah, you're high maintenance. I mean, I shouldn't, <laughs> I don't have the room to, to, to go there. Right. It's, it's a really natural default for humans to do that. And if we just think like, how would I want people to view me at first sight? And then making a conscious effort to do that to every other human is so vital. So vital. And I, I love that you said that because that's kind of what I try to do is I try to look at things objectively through a different lens instead of throwing daggers at people and finding what their bad quality is. I try to say, okay, well, maybe this is happening with this person because something's going on or who, who knows? I try to reason with, with why something may not be the way that it is. And a big problem for me is judging what people, what's in people's shopping carts. <laughs> and I know that sounds terrible, but being the foodie that I am and, and into health, when I see people, especially in particular, feeding their kids poison, I start to judge. But the thing is, is this person may not know. This person may have been raised that way themselves. Maybe they're just getting by and they are doing what they can and they have no idea how to properly feed their, their kids or themselves. And so you have to start looking at things through an objective lens. And then that's when you kind of start to see the light. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's like, it really all boils down to compassion. And I say this all the time to every single one of my clients. Compassion is so lacking in today's society 
and it is so vital to every single thing because like you were saying looking at things through an objective lens is gonna be what really causes you the most happiness because the only thing you're doing by judging somebody else is hurting yourself is bringing that negativity into yourself and the more compassion you can bring to the world and the more compassion you can bring to yourself is going to exponentially make your fulfillment levels just so much more prevalent and having that trait and bringing in compassion is going to make everything else better i mean the more you bring in compassion to your workplace and your career the better your career is going to be and it's the law of reciprocity right the more goodness you can bring onto the world the more good things are going to come back to you in abundance and just to add to that i think that when we are so judgmental and critical of ourselves we let it spill over to others as well and i've noticed that since i have stopped being so critical of myself now that being said let's set this aside I am, like you said, able to take extreme ownership for my actions. When something doesn't go right, I can basically bring it back and be like, okay, why did this not go right? (laughs) So I'm not saying that. I'm saying, though, you have to be able to be critical of yourself, but not down on yourself. And I notice that the more you are down on yourself, the more you are down on others. So... Hopefully that makes sense. That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so true. A lot of people probably don't see that and it's hard to make that mindset shift, but that's a beautiful point. So other things that help us shift our way of thinking when it comes to self-development, what, what are some of those? So other things that can help you shift is a lot of times external factors can be putting your putting yourself in uncomfortable situations whether that be something like a new event where you have to meet a lot of people and learn a, a lot of new things or putting yourself in a situation that you wouldn't usually be in just to grow is going to give you a difference of perspective and kind of make you look for that uncomfortability that everybody needs right i think I that's it. a big part Awesome. So basically, if there was anything that you have learned from your life experiences that you could share with others that you think could potentially help them in their life, what would that be? That's a really good question. I think probably valuing yourself, your time, and your boundaries is going to be vital. For everything else you do. I think that's something that I could, I wish that I could go back and tell my 18 year old self, like, Hey, value yourself, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Don't. Yeah. And that's another thing is don't let people walk on you. I'm sure you, I mean, we all have people in our life that try to use us. Right. And mm-hmm. like you said, you have to have boundaries, but you have to also have boundaries with yourself. Sometimes we mm-hmm. have a tendency to kind of let ourselves slide into areas where we shouldn't. I know mine happens to be taking on more than I probably should. And I have to Mm -hmm. set boundaries mentally for myself as well saying, okay, Connie, 
how much more stuff are you going to add to the top of this little Jenga tower that you have going on <laughs> before you st before you take a little step back and go, whoa, this tower is leaning a little bit. We probably <laughs> shouldn't take another brick out of that area. <laughs> Personal boundaries for yourself and your mindset. That's that's perfect. That's brilliant. I think that that's very true. And so many times I see people not valuing their self, but not realizing that they're not valuing their self because they don't set boundaries. And again, they want to please people. So they let people just, hey, I want a discount of 50% off. And then this person says, oh, okay, I don't value myself, my time or my boundaries. So sure, go for it. <laughs> and it happens so often and it kind of decreases your own beliefs and value in yourself and then it's just a vicious cycle so that's so important and then it all just really goes down to self-awareness and valuing yourself so it's like self-awareness and self-acceptance are at the core of every decision and every action right right i love it i love it so mm -hmm. if people want to find you and they want to look you up and see what you have going on how do they do that yeah, the best way is going to be Instagram, and that's Maggie Fleming ATX. And then my link tree has all the other links from there, my Facebook and things of that nature. I love it. So I will put all of that in the show notes as well so that my listeners can look it up. And I'm so thankful that you came on and chatted with me today. It's been fun. It has been fun. Thank you so much for having me on. I've had a blast. Well, that about wraps up my episode with Maggie. I'm so thankful you guys decided to join me today. I'm excited she wanted to come on and chat with me. Uh, if you want to find her, make sure and look her up on social media at Maggie Fleming ATX, or you can find her on facebook.com forward slash coaching with Mags. I will put all of that information in the show notes so you can just click on it and pop on over to there. And I'm so thankful she joined me today. Before I get off of here, remember, you can pop on over to my website at ConnieNightingale.com. I have all sorts of great posts in my blog, recipe packs, videos, you name it, links to other podcasts. So uh, there's a lot of great information in there. And I'm hoping that it can help you kind of get started on your journey or help optimize your journey a little and you guys, I love feedback. So anytime you have a question, please shoot me a message. Uh, DM on Instagram is just fine. I will always answer everybody or shoot me a message on my website. I love to get feedback and I love to know ways that I can make this podcast better so that I can help serve you guys. So anyway, thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, everybody.